Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. We're putting up new buildings, we're knocking down the old. We're working in the summer heat and in the winter cold. And the labour power we sell me boys for a hard and weekly pay Produces mighty profits for the greedy MBA And whether we were born here or born in Italy In Greece, in Spain or Ireland, in England or Fiji We all of us are workers, united we must stand until the wealthy bludgers have been driven from our land. We faced deregistration, it backfired in the face. We're not fooled by arbitration, we won't stay in our place. We hit the bosses hard and fast to win and keep our gains, and break a couple of concrete pours to back our lug of claims. So keep your powder dry and hold your head up high It's glass to glass and face to face, our limit is the sky We've got a fighting history and we never will be cowed Our builder's labour is a name to make a man feel proud And it's good morning from the Concrete Gang, a bright-eyed, a bushy-tailed, and brought to you every Sunday morning by the Concrete Gang award-winning team. Good morning, team. Colin, Stringbean, and Annie on the panel, and uh, a couple of absentees, but they're out doing some good work for the union. Good, good morning, morning, folks. Good morning. Good morning. And uh, Colin was just saying that they're giving primary school kids awards for tying their shoelaces, and I don't know if that's a fair comparison to this fantastic radio show, but good morning to all the listeners. Well, you know, when they talk about rewarding mediocrity, I Listen, think in our case... I've got elastic-sided boots, shut up. <laughs> oh, I think in our case it wasn't rewarding mediocrity, it was rewarding quality radio. Absolutely, the best. The best. <laughs> Yes, we are the best fundraisers that 3CR have ever had. Anyway, let's move on in a serious manner because there is, in fact, an absolute disaster this week in uh, Brisbane. Eagle Farm Racecourse, two workers killed by the collapse of a precast panel into, uh, well, I would have said a great big hole, an excavation where people were working at the bottom of the excavation had nowhere to go, crushed to death. And me looking at the pictures, uh, and I think I know a little bit about precast, you can't put a couple of uh, precast panels in a bloody hole and lean them against the batter. No, and that's what it looks like. I mean, That's exactly right. They've yeah. taken them off the crane, and next minute, it's just they're just leaning there. Something only needs to knock something, and next minute, uh, because we don't know the details at this point, you only need something to knock or be a bit the ground to collapse and next minute the panel's gone over and there is nothing, no bracing, nothing to protect the people who are actually in the hole. Yep, exactly. Two young blokes in their 20s and 
people out there wonder why we're so, uh, you know, when we go on site and we want to have a look at the paperwork, we want to have a look at the, the panels, we want to look at the props, we want to have a look at the ferrules, the bolts. That's why. That's that's why we do it. We want to look at the swims. We want to look how they're, how they're uh, transported, how they're chained on, uh, et cetera, et cetera. That's why we do it because um, that job... Those families, um, anyone associated with any of that will be forever. Uh, remember that horrible, horrible sight and the, the thought of what happened to those two young blokes in their 20s. Um, it's just absolutely horrifying. Absolutely horrifying. It's like two young blokes over in Western Australia who were killed yep. by the collapse of Precast. Precast is a product which uh, the industry... The employers, the developers, the contractors absolutely love because it can be produced at a cheaper rate off-site than on-site, bring it to site, whack it into place, and uh, we'll all see a, you know, a decade from now, a couple of decades from now, whether these buildings are still going to be going and, or they're going to be leaking like sieves. But uh, it's cheap. It's usually uh, fairly questionable quality concrete, etc., etc., and it is bloody dangerous. And we have spent in this state an awful lot of effort. And the last fatality from precast that I can think of was 15 years ago. Yep. And that was, uh, that was a complete stuff up, even though there are procedures, even though there are work practices that are required of people installing uh, precast. There's an industry standard. There are all sorts of requirements that... Even uh, WorkSafe, of whom we're very critical, have in fact been part of the development of those uh, standards. We reckon we've got it pretty good in this state, and when you see uh, what happens in other states, it's just just mind-bogglingly bad. Yep. And those poor Ambos that had to climb down into that hole, and they lifted the uh, the panel, and found the blokes crushed to death underneath. That must have been absolutely horrific for those blokes too. It was just an absolute disaster all the way around. I hope someone goes to jail. Yep, indeed. That's what needs to happen. That's what needs to happen. And I'm not bragging about Victoria. Uh, I think we, in fact, make ourselves extremely unpopular as a union, going out there and enforcing the standards. And Nigel Hatchkiss, stick it basically, because all you're doing is trying to stop that sort of activity. You're trying to stop the union doing what it's supposed to do for its members, for the industry generally, and we're going to keep doing it. Yep. But i got to say, we do, I think, good work in this area, but when you're dealing with people who can't even pay their employees properly under their union agreement, like Rokes up in Shepparton, a precast manufacturer, who owes $211,000 to his employees. He's been investigated by the Australian Taxation Office, etc., etc., etc. Has to pay the money, still hasn't paid the money. No. And yet this is the sort of mob that produces precast, which is brought to Melbourne and is then installed... If their attitude is that bad with their employees' legal entitlements, then you can imagine what it's like in a few other areas. Absolutely. And, you know, precast goes on in Melbourne all day, every day. I think it'd be fair to say there'd be hundreds of panels erected every day. Yes. You've only got to get around 
the major freeways, as a lot of us do during the day, and there is panels pouring into the city uh, and into the suburbs. You'd be surprised the amount of precast now in the housing. Yes. A lot of these double, triple-storey houses now, they have a lift in them, lift shafts. You go out to some of the plush suburbs and that, they build them out of precast. So there is precast going on everywhere, um, around power lines, tram stops, everywhere, and it's a very, very dangerous business because they are getting heavier and heavier and bigger and bigger and precast panels upwards of 25, 26 tonnes. 25, 26 tonnes, that's right. That's how huge and heavy they are. They're getting around. They're getting around. So Mm -hmm. it's a very dangerous business, and we make no apology for doing what we do when it comes to ensuring compliance with the standards and so forth. So I hope that our good friends who are participating in the Senate inquiry into the ABCC legislation, etc., have this brought to their attention, because at the moment they are looking at... uh, the legislation that the Turnbull government has uh, reintroduced into the Senate. And uh, a few things have come out, which we'll get to at the moment. But this is one of the absolute basic matters which should be pushed into the senators' faces because they all need to take responsibility for the consequences of what's going to happen if the ABCC, and we don't like them the way they are now, if they get any more powers, get any more bloody money, they are going to make it impossible for ordinary people to be safe at work. And they don't care because their attitude is we're smashing the union. That's it. But they've also come under a bit of criticism. Yeah, because talking about money, um, is, it, is it right to say that the ABCC uh, ad, ad, administer their own money and the, the overseeing body that oversees the ABCC and the way that they interview people and the way they treat people and so forth and so on, that they actually fund the organisation that is meant to keep them in check. So what they've done over the last couple of years is given that body no money at all, so there's no oversight. So basically the ABCC has been allowed to treat people at interview and so forth any which way they want without impunity. Is that right? Correct. The ombudsman uh, under state law and under Commonwealth law, there's an ombudsman to review the actions of government agencies to see if, in fact, they are acting according to the law, whether they're using money properly and all the rest of it. But you actually have to make a contribution to that cost because the ombudsman is an office under the parliament, not an office under the public service. And as a consequence, the departments have to make a contribution for the independent ombudsman. Nigel, no. No money? No money. So nobody's been watching him? Nobody's been watching him? No. And the the fact is that they have come under criticism, regular criticism from the courts, not that the courts are exactly uh, working class orientated, certainly don't like unions, but they also do have, to some extent, even my old friend Chris Jessup, do have some uh, understanding of what is required by the justice system. And they have criticised... Uh, a number of investigations and prosecutions that have taken place, and they continue to do so. But Nigel Hatchkiss, as far as he's concerned, on some incredible amount of money, half a million bucks a year, half, yeah, half a million bucks a year, I think it is, somewhere up around that figure, is able to run absolutely unchecked by government because they are obsessed with destroying unionism in the construction industry because unionism gets in the way of profitability. 
But anyway, if you're thinking about giving evidence for uh, the ABCC, doing an interview for the ABCC, watch out, because once they get the claws into you, you're just expendable. So a, a cheerio to all the people at Abseal who uh, Good morning. made a complaint to uh, the ABCC uh, because they had an argument about a number of matters with the union. And what did they do? They thought they'd uh, go in and make a bit of a uh, song and dance about uh, issues on jobs. Guess what? Once they gave that interview... They were expected to turn up in court, be interrogated, do the whole bloody business. And when one of the, the uh, directors of the company didn't turn up, what did the ABCC do to their own witness? They went and got him. The arrested. police went and got him, arrested him, put him well, in the can for the night. Yep. Had to turn up to court. And what did he say? He said, oh, well, uh, my statement wasn't... I, I had another motivation about my statement. I wanted to stick it in the union. So... Uh, Yes, he wanted to stick it in the union, but once Nigel Hatchkiss's crew got their claws into him, they weren't letting him go. And because they've got no oversight, they actually have been known to finish your sentences, actually make up your uh, make up testimony and get you to agree to it and so forth, and that's what happens when there's no oversight. So you can yep. see why they've been trying to get away with that, and uh, that's all very, very slowly, too slowly being exposed at the moment. But the senators will find out about all that behaviour. But imagine what's going to happen with that sort of behaviour in a situation where the full secret uh, interrogations uh, are going to be reintroduced under the ABC's latest legislation. Mm -hmm. Yes, indeed. Now, just before we go to the music, we've got to mention the Peggy's Award. Oh, yeah, the Peggy's Award. And we mention it again because this week we've had no new nominations, so... uh, all you Peggy's out there, that's what your blokes think about you on the job if they haven't nominated you. Uh, now, I am sure that there are some damn fine Peggy's out there who need to be nominated, so there is going to be a substantial prize. Should, for... we, should we set a floor on the prize while we've got a chance? The gorilla's not here. <laughs> <laughs> It could be up above a certain amount. <laughs> it could be very, very uh, nice. Look, it's, uh, you know, it, it's not about the prize. It's about actually being awarded by the Concrete Gang the Peggy of the Year. That's what it's about. Yeah. You know, the prestige. The prestige of it all. You can strut around and crow around and rooster around for a full 12 months saying, <laughs> I am the Peggy of the Year. Indeed. You might even get a T-shirt made up for you. And yes. it's a lot better than... a sticker. Yes. It's a lot better than being called Scallywag of the Year, yeah. I can tell you. Indeed. Right, so let's get those nominations. We're going to cut to a track and uh, we're going to cut, cut to our good friends, Credence Clearwater. Gang, see the state. You don't fight, you lose. Stand a struggle, stand a win. See the 
Well, you ain't going to be no fortunate son if you uh, have anything to do with a number of our good friends out there who don't give a stuff about safety. And uh, let's just nominate our good friends from Buxton and their contractor, Geotech. Goodness me, Geotech, eh? Brand new machine on a job in the southern suburbs. Absolutely brand new. I think it was probably on its first job. Had an auger, which is probably something like 20, 25 metres high. An auger, of course, uh, as as it drills the uh, hole rather than drives a pile. As it drills the hole, material is obviously, with an auger, brought to the surface, but it doesn't always do so cleanly. And there is a fitting, which you buy with this uh, multi-million dollar machine, which cleans the auger. Yep, gets the spoil off the auger. Yep. More often than not, it's clay. Yes, and of course, um, the problem with uh, not cleaning it is you've got something up in the air, 20, 25 metres in the air, and it falls off. It is a great big rock, really. Yeah, If it's clay, right. it's rock. Yep. yep. It's as hard as. Yep. Even if it's wet, it's as hard as. And in this particular job, they were working adjacent to other properties and to public accesses. And the consequence would have been if it came down and hit someone in the street, hit a, uh, a building or something, there'd been a lot of damage done. But what were they doing? They were trying to clean it with an excavator. Yep, yep. Uh, a good way, in fact, to add to the problem. So why, beyond my, beyond my comprehension, why would a company as big as Geotech as much a part of the piling industry as any of the other big piling companies not get an auger cleaner when they bought a bloody new machine. Well, I think you find it actually does come fitted. For some reason, it wasn't there. And the plant and machinery regs clearly state that if a machine can be or should be or does come with a particular attachment, in particular, we talk about mobile cranes and tower cranes and all sorts of machinery, including augers, it must be fitted. And if it's not fitted, the machine is then outside of the standard. So then it can't be used. Yes, just, it's that simple. You just can't make it up uh, another another way to do the job because a particular item isn't on that machine. So that cleaner has to be there. The regs say that it has to be there. So using an excavator and all that is just cowboy stuff. That's right. And saying, oh, we're just using the excavator till it arrives from Germany uh, in December is not an excuse. It is not an acceptable practice, but Geotech, you ain't doing yourselves any favours around the town when you do that sort of bullshit. Indeed. Moving along, Colin, what's one of your favourite companies in the construction industry? Right at this moment, it, I'll waver a little bit. Who, who, who is in a class of their own? At the moment, Kane. Kane Constructions. Kane Constructions, all on your own. I think I preferred the old management. Oh, uh, it's hard to say. But Johnny Chambers, you were an absolute shocking whinger. But in the end, despite all the whinging, you could sit down and actually have a conversation which had some logic to it. But nowadays, EBAs and all the rest. I think you had done yourself, John, with your new with the new choice. Never mind. Uh, Canes, up to their old tricks again. 
Uh, you know, how's that putting out? As soon as there's a whiff of protected action, they put a letter out saying they're looking for voluntary redundancies while they've got labour hire all over their jobs, etc. Um, what a disgrace. And the sooner we get them, uh, you know, around the head, the better. Yes, Keynes uh, have been doing everything to delay the legal process, the legal process of the Fair Work Act. They have delayed. We had to take them to the Fair Work Commission to force them into negotiation, which is all legal. And now they're using every excuse, mucking around and mucking around. It's gone on for weeks and weeks and weeks. And the Kane employees have had enough. They've had a meeting and they've said, enough's enough. We want to get on with the rest of our rights under the Fair Work Act, and that's what's going to happen. Even, I suspect, the MBA, who are directing operations, are getting frustrated because canes go off in so many other directions, they're not even following the MBA line. Yep, indeed. And when the blokes are told that, you know, some of the labour hire blokes on the job that they may have are getting the 5% pay rise when you've got all the crane crews and you've got the scaffolders and everybody else are on the job and they're all getting the, the new whack. They're all on the new EBA. But are the cane blokes? No. So they're just getting angrier by the day, more and more frustrated. So and the sooner, of, sooner what, things happen, the better. A lot of people have worked for canes for a long time and they are being treated like dirty rags. Yep, indeed. Now, they also, canes deserve another mention because they've now got into this thing of threatening to call the coppers. Again. And, in fact, trying to call the coppers. Yep, yep. So they're at that, back to their old tricks again, you know, ringing the coppers or threatening to ring the coppers, you know, getting half a dozen or three or four of their foremen to chase you around the job and, you know, the usual carry-on. But uh, we know it's all a stunt. And they, they, they their hearts aren't in it. They don't want to do it. They, they're, they're absolutely not in it. So, you know. Canes may end up with a few less foremen shortly because their own blokes don't want to be go through all that nonsense when they can go and find another builder somewhere else that's got the new agreement and life goes on and they don't want to be part of the uh, ideological uh, nonsense that you're carrying on with. Indeed. Righto. Uh, delegates meeting this week, Thursday, 10 o'clock Trades Hall. Don't forget, it is important to be there to hear what is going on in the industry, what's going on in the union, so you can report back to your members on the job. So 10 o'clock Thursday, Trades Hall for all delegates. Yep, that's actually the 13th, just yep. so. 13th, Thursday the 13th. And there will be a coffee and uh, <coughs> and scrolls, I think. Yes. Uh, Slater and Gordon are coming along to give a report of interest to mem- to the delegates. And uh, they're going to put on a cup of coffee for people as they go into the meeting. Yep. Righto. Cup of tea and a bun. Cup of tea and a bun, indeed. Work cover insurance. Yes, indeed. At the moment, work cover insurance. Who would have thought that when you get injured that the work cover authority actually, or work cover companies actually employ people and give them bonuses to get you off work cover? to try and, one, catch you out because you mightn't have dotted an I or crossed a T or nodded across, uh, that these people actually get bonuses for trying to stop injured workers um, from getting their benefits. And at the moment, the rort is out there. It's going on. We've got lots and lots of members who are being harassed, cajoled into, uh, you know, trying to get them off work cover um, when they're clearly not ready. They're clearly still uh, not well. Uh, and indeed, they've actually brought down a company from New South Wales who uh, who are the worst of the lot. Um, 
So stay tuned on that one. The uh, Victorian Trades Hall Council's doing a fair bit of work around that, but it's come to the uh, attention of the union itself. And uh, we will be naming and shaming uh, those work cover or workers' compensation companies who uh, harass our members. Indeed. Now, Scallywags, we've got a mob uh, LTU carpentry. Um, they think that they're going to go the same way as a few other people have tried and start giving people up, and uh, they'll find out you get into the claws. You'll be in problems. I'll tear you apart. That's right. Use you and abuse you and chuck you out the back door. Geotech and Buxton? Oh, that speaks for itself, the old the old Buxton. Not yep. doing themselves too many favours at the moment. The a- ABCC, Uncle Nigel and his crew. And uh, nomination for Keynes, of course. And one for CPB. The old Leightons. <laughs> a company noted for all the stories about corruption and uh, buying contracts in the Middle East and Southeast Asia and all the rest of it. Hardly a corporate icon. Hardly. Hardly. Absolutely. So who are we going for, folks? I always like it. I always sort of like it local. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I think it's pretty hard to go past Geotech. I like Geotech this week. I like Canes. You like Canes? Oh, no, I don't like Canes. I don't like Canes at all, but... Love them for Scallywag. I reckon... Right. Canes it is. What are we, we're going for Canes? Yeah, the, the nonsense with the, you know, all the carry-on on the jobs this week, and absolutely. You, when you have to apologise to a meeting of Cane employees that you thought they were bad and the employees told you they're worse than that, you have to put your hands up and say, you were right. Yeah. I've got to say, I back down, you were right. They are shockers. Rightio. Canes are the winners. Sookie Lala. Have we got a Sookie Lala? Sookie Lala. Sookie Lala. Can't think of one this week. But not to worry. I'm sure we'll double up next week. Yes, we will. Righto. We're going to go out in the same old way. Dare to struggle. Dare, Dare to win. win. If you don't fight, you, you lose. lose. Now, we have had a complaint. Just to finish off, we have had a complaint uh, Uncle Bob up there in Newstead, not enough union songs on the show, did play a uh, track uh, a few weeks ago, uh, which was an American song about uh, a steel strike back in 59. But we're going to play you something today. This is as uh, union as we can get. So we're going to go out with the uh, Sydney Trade Union Choir. Feel free to sing along, Bob. Power in the land, power in the hands of the worker. But in all of us, we're nothing if together we don't stand. There is power in the union. Now the lessons of the past were all learned, the workers' love. The days of the bosses we must pay for. From the cities and the farmlands to trenches full of mud. War's always been the bosses' way, sir.
You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.